Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, called Shine or Walk as Children of Light. Let's look at verse 11 of Ephesians 5. Paul says, and do not participate. That means the word is sug koinoneo, and it's the word where we get uh, fellowship. Don't participate in the, remember how we talked about the fruit of the light? In the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Now, there are deeds that flow out of darkness just like they do out of light. And if you are a co-participant, if you are in deep fellowship with darkness, then what's going to come out of your life is what's called unfruitful deeds. Now, the fruit of the light is clear in verse 9. Here's a contrast. There are unfruitful deeds that flow out of deep fellowship with darkness. They are called deeds of darkness but we are not to be participants with those. Instead, we are to what? Even expose them. The word exposes ergon in Greek. And it has the idea of um, that which is, uh, well, the, let's go back. Deeds is ergon, and it means that which is what one is occupied with, which one is uh, in enterprise with. We're not to be part of that, but rather we are to expose those things. And the idea there is to refute them or to admonish them or to expose them. Now, light exposes darkness. You know how sometimes you come into a room and people are, are up to darkness and just your presence alone exposes things, right? People who are in darkness don't like to be exposed, right? They, they want to hide. They, want, they, they don't want an expose. They don't want what they're doing to be brought to light. That's why so much of evil is couched in rhetoric, right? We don't call something what it actually is. We, we use uh, flowerful language to change it so the culture might think it's not so bad, Right? So we don't say we're murdering babies. We say it's pro-choice, right? Doesn't that sound grand until we realize what, what's actually happening in that clinic? They're murdering babies. I'm not here to condemn anybody who's had an abortion in your past. That's not my intention. But that's what we do. We use flowerly language, rhetoric. Sounds great until you really have you ever uh, seen one of those art openings where they're going to show a statue, you know, and they've got it covered, and then they're going to show you what's underneath, what the artist has produced, and everybody waits there, and then they, dun, 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 the music plays, and off comes the little canvas to show you what's under there, and usually it's something beautiful. Well, what the world doesn't want you to see, what the enemy doesn't want, is for the canvas to come out so you can really get a look at what's going on. Because if the American public really knew what was going on, and I think we are getting more light on the subject of abortion, right? More and more because of internet uh, sites and that kind of thing. I think our younger generation is starting to say, no, no. This is a travesty. And the veil has to come off of it so we can see what it is. And sometimes it's hard to take. Right? Have you ever uh, watched television and you've seen some of the footage of Nazi Germany? It almost seems surreal. 
Uh, I was in Israel and I went to the Holocaust Museum in Israel where they show, they have the shoes and the pictures of the suffering of those people. And I'll tell you what, we spent probably two hours in the Holocaust Museum. You walk out of that place absolutely numb. You, you say to yourself, is this really real? Did this really happen under somebody's watch? Did all these people, women and children, die in this way? And the truth is, yeah. Even though there's some in our culture who say, oh, it didn't really happen. No, it happened. But that's, that's the issue with darkness. It likes to, to stay undercover, as it were. Paul says, verse 12, Ephesians 5, for it is disgraceful, or it's a shame, even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. It's a shame, it's disgraceful, but it's happening. And the sad thing about our culture is that it's just being put on the front page even more and more. 13, but all things become visible when they're exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 says, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of whom to, to whom we must give an account. The unfolding of God's words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And so this is the issue. When God comes, he exposes darkness. Sometimes it's a little hard to take. Sometimes when the light shines, when you're in a Bible study and the light of the word of God shines in our darkness, we go, oh. Some of you put on glasses right in the middle of the service. Right? I can't. Oh, it's too much. Right? Turn it down. Right? And sometimes it exposes something in our lives and, and it can hit us. Like, like a ton of light. And, and it can almost blind us, but you know what? But the light is there to expose something for you to see it for what it is. God wants us to see things as they really are. So he shines a little extra light on a corner that we've been kind of playing with. He says, you want to see what that really is? Here, here's some light. And the Bible goes, what was I thinking right that's how it happens God's light exposes things but he does it so that we can just kind of sweep out the garbage in our lives verse 14 for this reason it says awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you now this has been, it's been said that this is, this is an ad- adaptation adopted from Isaiah 60, verse 1. We'll go there in a second. But this was said to be used by the early church. It's kind of a baptismal uh, formula. Many commentators believe verse 14 is taken from an Easter hymn sung by the early church and used as an invitation to unbelievers who might have been in the congregation. So they would come to the end of their services and you know how we do a a sinner's prayer? Okay, say this prayer. Well, what they would do is come to the end of their service and they'd say, all right, awake! And anybody would say, what? Awake, sleeper! And this could be done literally in churches. 
because sometimes on a Sunday morning, literally, I should use, you know, I should use this. This is, this is great. This is biblical. If I ever see somebody doing that head bob thing on a Sunday morning, I'm saying, wait, sleeper, rise from the dead. <laughs> I think I'm going to implement this at home. I have three teenagers and uh, this will be great. Go to Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60, this is what this is adopted from. Just gave people biblical grounds to do some heavy damage. Anyway, Isaiah 60. Look at verse 1. So it says these words, Isaiah 61. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness, the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you, Isaiah 60, verse 2, and his glory will appear upon you, and nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see, they all gather together, they come to you, your sons will come from afar, and your daughters will be carried in their arms, then you will see and be radiant." And your heart will thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. And it goes on to describe this scene probably in the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. And it says in that city there will not even be a need for the sun anymore because Jesus Christ will be the light of the city. Praise God. He is our light. Um, we had the children's, uh, African children's choir go back to Ephesians. We'll finish it. And we had three wonderful African boys. They come and they sing in the church and uh, they get to stay with host families. And so we had these three boys and they were really great young men. We wish we would have had them longer. But I would drive them in the back of my car to different locations while we had them. And they would sing songs and they would be singing, He is our light. He is your light. <laughs> and they would sing, always in my back seat, right? He is our light. He is your light. I'd be going, sing it, right? And then every time I take them somewhere, they call me uncle. They call everybody uncle. They'd say, uncle, thank you for driving us, and may God bless you. And I'd look at my children, and I'd say, did you hear that? <laughs> Everywhere I take these kids, they bless me, and they thank me. Just take note of that. All right, anyway. He is our light. And he wants us to be in the light. There's sometimes a pull into that old life of darkness. And when we get that pull, I think one thing that we can say to ourselves, even though this was used for unbelievers, I think in the context, Ephesians 5.14 is written to believers. For this reason, it kind of goes with the flow. Awake sleeper, Arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Probably has application to both believers and unbelievers, but sometimes don't you just feel like we have to hear something like, wake up, wake up, right? I think sometimes that's the message to us. Wake up, get out of your doldrums, look around. Let's finish it. Therefore, be careful how you live, 515. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Now think of the idea of wake up and then the connecting word, therefore, uh, addressed to believers. Be careful how you walk. Stay out of the darkness, I think, is the context here. Not as unwise, 
but as wise. Wisdom is light. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Wake up. Wake up. Right? I think sometimes that's the message to us. Wake up. Get out of your doldrums. Look around. Let's finish it. Therefore... Be careful how you live, 515. Not as unwise men, but as wise. Now think of the idea of wake up and then the connecting word, therefore, uh, addressed to believers. Be careful how you walk. Stay out of the darkness, I think, is the context here. Not as unwise, but as wise. Wisdom is light. That's the idea. Be careful. My mother... Oh, my mother. She's wonderful. But every time we part company, she says to me, and she did this my whole childhood, Michael, be careful. And she'd say, be careful in your dailies. And then we'd make it, be careful in your weeklies, and be careful in your monthlies and yearlies. Be careful in your daily activities. Just be careful. Always that. And then now having become a parent, I say it. Be careful. They start driving. Be careful. Dad, I know. Be careful. <laughs> it's happening to me. I am morphing into my mother. Right? <laughs> Never thought it would happen, but it did. Anyway. And you know why we say be careful? Because we know. We've walked some of these paths, and we know when you're a teenager how we can be. I know. I know. No, you don't know. You think you know. But you don't know. I know. No, you don't. All right, so we got to go back. Just be careful. Okay? <laughs> well, heaven's saying, Christian, be careful. Your father, through the word of God, is saying, be careful. Careful how you walk. Don't be unwise, but wise. Don't be foolish. Fools walk in darkness. NIV says, be very careful then how you live. 
Don't be unwise, but be wise. Now, the Proverbs are wisdom literature, and the Bible's filled with wisdom literature, and it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. I mean, if you've studied any of the Proverbs, you know it's filled with this, and it's basically telling you, walk wisely, walk wisely. Make the most of your time, 16, because the days, well, they are dark, they are evil. The NIV says 16, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. This idea of making the most has the idea of buying up the time, redeeming it, uh, redeeming every occasion that you can for that which um, is light, for that which belongs to Jesus Christ and his plan for your life. So then don't be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Father, thank you for this time in the word of God. Thank you that you make it very clear to us what is light and what is darkness. Thank you for the encouragement that you give to us in the scriptures. Your word is light. The psalmist said your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word illumines the path I'm to walk. The more I... Take in your word, it seems, the brighter, the clearer road of righteousness becomes. The highway of holiness, what's good and pure and lovely, the things that you love. You make clear what that path is. You light the path for us. And the more that our eyes are on eternity, the more our eyes are on you, the more we we seem to stay on that path. The more the, the path of darkness is uh, eliminated from our minds and our hearts. Sometimes we feel that pull, Lord, to go the wrong way. Thank you that you're patient with us, but we want to walk wisely. We want to redeem or buy up the time because the days are evil. We do want to understand what the will of the Lord is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Thank you that you give us these metaphors in the word of God that we can really understand We can understand the concept of darkness and light. Uh, Darkness is often a fearful thing. It's not a comfortable thing, but light is a beautiful thing. We enjoy being in the sunshine and being able to see clearly where we're going. And the world is pictured as a group of people who don't know where they're going or what they're going to run into or what ledge they're going to walk off of. But we have your light. You are our light, and we are light in the Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for illuminating us, and thank you for making us your little temples where your light comes in and resides in us. And so, Father, we are so grateful for the armor of light that Paul mentions in Romans chapter 13. We can put it on every day and walk as children of light. So if there's areas of our lives that need to be exposed for the purpose of becoming more good and holy and righteous. Help us, Father, to look at it, see it for what it is, and then just get rid of it. With your, with your head and heart bowed, if you don't know Christ tonight, you've got to start right there. Uh, you're in darkness if you're an unbeliever right now. You may not realize it, but you are. But God wants to draw you to his light. He is light. So it's something like this. 
And if it's you tonight, just open your heart to him. Don't put it off anymore. If you need to rededicate your life to him, if you've followed a path of darkness of recent days and you know this message is directed at you, it's something like this. Lord Jesus, say it out loud to him. Forgive me for choosing the wrong path. I repent of that. I want to turn around and take the road of light. I trust in you as my Savior and my Lord. Cleanse me, forgive me, save me, and use me for your glory. Father, I want to pray for the precious people of God that are here who are in the light, walking in the light. This world is not an easy place to navigate at times, and there are some that are dealing with sick loved ones and losses, but thank you for the hope of the gospel. Thank you for those who die in the Lord. Thank you for that kingdom of light which one day we will participate in. For bodies that are ill or maybe even situations of life that there may not be enough financially to deal with life, I pray you would strengthen families and and be the provision that they need. Supply their need. Father, I pray you'd touch uh, hurting emotions, strengthening people to stand upon your promises even stronger tonight. Just bless your people with a fresh infilling of your Holy Spirit. Flood us with your light. Thank you so much, Lord. We, We love you and we worship you. In Jesus' name. You've been listening to Shine or Walk as Children of Light, part three on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 14. Don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the Living Truth app is a great way to stay up to date with what we're doing here at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. Bible studies, family events, and of course, worship services. If you're out of the area, the LT app has a lot for you too. You can watch and listen to Pastor Michael's latest teachings. Download the Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now here's Pastor Michael. Well, just remember, we were formerly darkness, but now we are light in the Lord. That's who we are. Walk as children of light. Here's the bottom line. We just got to walk in the light. As he is in the light. That's what First John teaches us. And when we do, we'll have fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We'll have fellowship with one another. We'll have the beauty of God's presence in our lives. And we'll be walking the path that he has illuminated for us. The bottom line is you, if you're a Christian, you're a child of light. And walk in concert with who you are. Now, if you're not a child of light, if darkness would be the best way to describe your life right now, if you've never met the God of glory, the God who is light, and in him there is no darkness at all, he is a prayer away. And I say that, but I want you to know something, that he's going to ask you to give him everything. And you just got to start where you are. You got to believe that this God who made you, who is your maker, entered time and space. The God who is light came into our darkness, lived the perfect life that we could never live, died on a terrible cross in our stead. You know, the sky even became dark at noontime when he died there. 
when he was dying there. He rose from the dead. The light dawned, and he will give light to your life. But you have to know him. You have to confess that he is Lord. Something like this, Lord Jesus, I believe in who you are. I don't want to live in darkness for one more second. Save me. You are the God of light. I turn my life over to you. I repent. I believe you died on the cross for my sin and rose from the dead. I believe that you're in heaven interceding for us, and I want you to be my king and my Lord and my God. I forsake all the darkness in my life. And I ask you to be my Lord, my God, my King, my Savior. He is faithful, brethren. He's faithful to save. And if you need help with, uh, well, where do I start now? What do I do? Call 844-48-TRUTH or leave us a prayer request. Say, hey, I opened my heart to the Lord or I rededicated my life to the Lord today. Would you pray for me? Uh, If you need resources, if you need help with finding a healthy church in your area, Call us, 844-48-TRUTH, or uh, send us a note through the website, walkintruth.com. Hey, we're going to start a study tomorrow on the mystery of marriage, how marriage is a proclamation of the gospel. And we'll be diving into that and learning principles about uh, married life, but also how the bigger message is that marriage is a picture of the gospel. That's tomorrow. We'll be here, Lord willing. Tell a friend about what you're hearing. And join us then. God bless you. We'll see you then. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 5, 22 through 33 about the mystery of marriage. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.